Welcome to Modern Sales, a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and salespeople looking to have more and better conversations with your perfect clients. You'll get a healthy scoop of psychology, behavioral economics, and sales studies to help you create win-win relationships. I'm your host, Liston Witherell, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Modern Sales. Thank you so much for being here. It's good to be in your ear and for you to share this time. I really appreciate it. I don't take it lightly. I'm trying to deliver so much value to you that you never hit that unsubscribe button. So thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. Now, in today's episode, I will be talking to Greg Hickman of Systemly. That's system, S-Y-S-T-E-M dot L-Y. This is part two of our conversation. So if you didn't listen to part one, go back to yesterday's download it. We will be here waiting for you when you are ready. Now, before we get into Greg's discussion about automation of your business and using systems effectively in your business, I want to let you know if you're looking to scale sales at your company, I'd love to talk to you. All you have to do is go to liston.io slash strategy where you can apply for a strategy call with me. It's very simple, takes less than two minutes. I will have an automated response and a manual review of whatever you say. And I'll let you know if there's a fit for us to potentially work together. If so, we can talk. The whole process will take maybe a couple days at most. That's liston.io slash strategy. Greg, what should I do to improve my automation from people filling out my lead form? (laughs) There's a lot to unpack there. Such a loaded question because you don't even know what the automation is. Yes. I mean, I don't know what your current process is or what you're selling or how you currently (laughs) sell it. So I definitely can't answer that question. You don't just have a canned answer for that? (laughs) Yeah. The answer is it depends on some of the stuff that we'll let's talk about. (laughs) Okay, cool. So yeah, why don't we start with what does it mean to automate parts of your business and maybe strategically, how do I think about what systems I should have in place before I even go on to the like choosing the tools and implementing the tools part. Yeah. So obviously for your listeners, agency owners, consultants, service providers, more often than not, I'd say probably, I'd guess north of 90% of you are selling via the phone or some sort of conversation. So I think the first thing is like automation has a bad reputation in that like I think a lot of people think automation turns into transactional. Put my business on autopilot, which does not exist. But you need to look at automation for how it can, I say, like make you more scalable, right? Everyone's talking about scale these days, scale to whatever figures. But scale is not a destination, right? Like you can use systems, process, people, automation to be more scalable, essentially meaning your capacity can take more and you can still grow without things breaking. And I think that's what we need to focus on is how do we use automation to increase our capacity and capacity in sales and capacity in fulfillment. And as service providers, like most of you listening don't need hundreds of thousands of leads to be more scalable and hit the revenue numbers you want. It's probably even closer to like hundreds, right? And so for service-based businesses, like how service-based businesses consider and should consider and think about automation is way different than how someone who's selling like a $47 a month membership or less sub $1,000 course would use automation, right? Because you need to first understand what is your scale factor? 
right? And what I mean by that is like, what areas could be improved so that you can become more scalable? And for service-based businesses, specifically, obviously ones that sell over the phone, the scale factor is often in fulfillment, right? It's really like the two, if you look at like the transaction as like the coin, right? No pun intended because it's money. The coin on one side is like the sales conversation. How do we take prospect and turn them into a paying client? And on the other side of the coin is how do we onboard them and deliver their results successfully? If we look at, at systemizing and automating those two areas alone, you can find massive efficiency and leverage as a service provider. So if you use automation to deliver the result that you get your clients in less time, with less headache, with less effort, you'll likely be able to serve more clients. So imagine if you just set up the right systems on the fulfillment side alone, and we've seen this happen time and time again, you could often double your client capacity. So if you could only support 10 clients a month, how would your business change if you could now support 20? You probably have those amount of leads available in your pipeline if you're doing any sort of lead generation. So it's not like you need to go get thousands of new leads. You just need to be able to support more clients. And so I look for like, how do I use automation to tap into that scale factor? And so new client onboarding and client delivery, if I can streamline those systems, like I'm using automation effectively, thus increasing capacity. And then on the front side of that coin is the sales process. Well, maybe because I'm the only salesperson, I can only handle X calls a week. Well, if I use automation correctly, maybe I'm having less calls, but more with the right people, which could increase your close rate, which could increase number of clients you have, which could increase sales numbers. If you have the right system, now you can have a multiple sales rep situation. Now you could double the number of calls that you're having with the right people. So it's just like those two areas alone, if you use automation correctly, could like two to three extra business in a relatively short window of time. So how do you use automation? It's like I look to where are service providers most likely the bottleneck and it's in fulfillment first and then in the sales process second. And that's where I start all the time. So let's go to fulfillment. You said there are two kind of common use cases. One is automating the client onboarding process. And the second is automating some of the client delivery. Yeah. On the latter, can you give an example of what some automation around client delivery might look like? Yeah. So typically, the caveat to this is if you have a service menu that is like massive and like every single time you start with a new client, it's like, starting from scratch, automation is always going to be difficult for you. Right. By definition, it needs to be repeatable. Yeah, but it needs to be repeatable. It needs to be standardized. This is why we talk a lot about productization. We get a lot of service providers that like they want to have these systems set up, but it's like the variables are just too many. It's like your focus is diluted. So the caveat is I'm assuming that you guys are all selling something specific. And when you're selling something specific that you could essentially deliver over and over and over again, there's probably specific touch points and milestones within that delivery that you can be leveraging automation. So as an example, when we would get started, when we were selling these webinar packages, when someone gave us the money, they'd go through a three-part training that basically 
essentially set the expectation for how we would work with them. It gave them a form to fill out that gave us all of their login credentials, a a repository to capture a lot of their creative assets that we needed. And one of the trainings basically said, do these things before we get on the first call. By the time we get on the first call, they've already gotten us all the things that we needed. They understand how we work and they've already started thinking about a lot of the things that I'm going to need them to be thinking about when we get started working. So most service providers, it's like you pay them and then you show up and like the kickoff call is a disaster. And it's like, you're both trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And it usually starts off with a really poor experience. And it's like, that experience alone could make your client super happy. So it's like, instead of the client showing up to the call, like I always say, and I learned this from one of my mentors, is like, how do you prepare the client so that on that kickoff call, they're already ready to get started. They're not getting ready. They show up to the call, they've done no work. And now that call is inefficient. And likely there needs to be two or three more calls to get what you need. So if you put some training and some warm up before that, they show up to the call ready. So like I'm using automation to do that. Then say it's like, hey, okay, kickoff call goes well. Here's what's going to happen next. You're going to go through X, Y, Z. And so on the back end, I can check a box in my automation. And now it sends out a couple emails over the course of the next two weeks with maybe some specific assignments or even just touch points saying, hey, at this stage of the game, here's what we're working on. We'll be in contact soon. And then that automation will go to the my team and say, hey, this should be done by now. Where are you at? If you're ready, schedule the conversation with the client, right? So it's like, it is the kind of glue that connects all of the client touch points. So if it can make my delivery team have to think less about all of the steps, I'm streamlining when they need to show up. So it's not about removing humans. It's about making them more effective, right? It's about how do I make them have to do less so that when they are working, one, they could support more clients, and two, that they're less likely to make these little mistakes that typically would fall through the cracks, like a specific communication and things like that. So the automation can notify my team when they should be doing something based on the timing, right? And if you deliver the same thing over and over again, and you have an idea as, hey, like, by week three, this should be happening. And you should have XYZ from your client, send a reminder to the team member, hey, you haven't heard back from the client on this yet, have you? Yes or no? Yes? Okay, fine. No? Now it kicks off emails to the client saying, hey, where are you at with this thing? Right? And it's like, it becomes like, checking boxes, moving them through the milestones. So it's about how do you now map your delivery experience and where these touch points might happen so that you can start eliminating some of those little things that happen that fall through the cracks because you're dealing with humans. Yes. And we're messy creatures. (laughs) Yeah. You're just making humans more effective on the delivery process. So I look at it as a little bit of warm up, which is use automation to deliver, and then different milestones that your team is getting reminders to request and check in on certain things. And based on the if and if then statements, you're then checking in with the client, right? To make sure that they're moving through at the desired pace. Does that make sense? Totally. You've talked a little bit about sort of enhancing, we're making superhumans as a result of this automation, but yeah, I've personally maybe not intentionally over-automated things, but certainly have had automation fails. 
which after they've happened enough, I don't get too embarrassed. I just go, oh, I need to fix that. But some people get pissed off when they see it. How much automation, in your opinion, is too much? Like, when would we know that we're crossing a line where this should have been done by a person and we've automated it and that's become a really shitty experience? Yeah. Again, it probably depends upon what people are delivering. Uh huh. But I think if you're trying to automate every single, like in service-based businesses, right? Like I think minimal automation is appropriate in that like, think about how you are making the human's life easier, not replacing the human. Because when you start to do that, especially if there's some unique characteristics of how you deliver what you deliver, the number of scenarios that could then become possible that you need to try to map out is really crazy. And that's where like you can create room for error. That's why I always say the best automation starts manually, right? I think a lot of people like I can dream up some really cool automation, but if that's not how it would have been done manually, then it's not going to be that effective. So I think like go through your current delivery process. And as you're going through, pay attention to how you can use automation to make your life easier, not replace yourself. Mm-hmm. I also think how you use it in like from an email copy to a, if you send them to a video, always be thinking about how you can personalize it because for some reason, I don't know why this is, I got this question while I was speaking once. They're like, how do you not dehumanize the experience when using automation? And I say, don't dehumanize the experience. <laughs> it's like when we jump into these tools, it's like all of a sudden now when you write emails, you talk like a robot. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Write an email like you would write an email as a human being and like use that email in your automation. You don't need to be a robot or you don't need to act so transactional in your content. We have videos that go out like of me sitting like this. For those of you that obviously are listening, you can't see me, but like I'm in my office and it's like, Hey, we got your application. Like, this is what we're doing. Like they see a video of me. It's like, it's not just, we got your app. We're reviewing it now. Like, I'm like, Hey, check out this photo of my wife. Like I'm a real human being. Like, this is how we operate. You can make it fun. You can make it interactive. I just think it's funny when people are like, how do you make it not robotic? And it's like, don't be robotic, which goes back to what would you say if you were to send this thing manually? Well, just send that. Like, just don't send it manually. Minimal amount that you see time savings to start. And then if you see opportunities to add more, just slowly layer it in. But it doesn't really take much, but it does take planning. That's the thing. Like, don't jump into the tool and start trying to build. Like, dissect your current process, map it out and like slowly add layers of automation and you'll know when it's too much <laughs> and then just back up a little bit. <laughs> well, generally in my experience, people will tell you if they didn't enjoy something that you automated. Yeah. That's always a good sign is to kind of listen to what other people are saying. Well, what's funny is actually when you do it right, you'll get emails like we get a lot where people are like, wait, was that automated? It was like so personalized. And sometimes it'll be like, no, this actually was sent manually, <laughs> like because it was. And they're like, oh man, like it just like seems so it was sent at the right time. Everything felt like perfect. And I was like, well, that's because we pay attention and we get notified when certain things happen so that we can engage with you manually. We have five or six different email templates that we might send in that manual 
scenario, but they are sent manually and then they're personalized, right? And so when people aren't sure if it's automated or manual, like that's, I think, when you know it's done right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. On the manual side, I think one moment of delight that a lot of people comment on that I try to provide is if I get an email, especially from someone filling out, say, my lead form, and I'm a fit or they're a potential fit to work together, I'll just record a quick video and send it off and say, hey, thanks so much. Here's the link to my calendar. And I'm saying their name and I'm referencing something so they know that I recorded it. But people love that. And what I always find fascinating about it is it often takes me less time to record a video than to write a well-constructed email. Yeah. So it's like a double win for me. But those moments of delight, I agree with you, are great. And I would also point out that that comes through an automation. I'm seeing a form completion in my inbox, which is prompting me to then record the video and send an email template with it. Yeah, exactly. We use a tool called Bonjoro. You might have heard of it or your audience might have heard of it. Super cool. So we set it up so that every time we get a new client, I get a notification and it, it, there's an app. And so I get a notification and I open up and says the person's name. I tap on it and I hit record and it's a video. And I'm like, hey, listen, what's going on? Thanks for joining. You know, Name of program. I'm Greg. I'm super pumped to be working with you. Here's what is about to happen. And I kind of like give them like a, an expectation. And then I can hit send and it automatically goes to them. Right. And so that's a human touch point. It does take me time to do that subtle little thing though. I just get a notification on my phone and I have a couple times throughout the day where I'll check. And if I have one, I'll record it. Otherwise I just go on my day. So it's not like I'm not reactionary to it. I like plan for it, but the automation tees me up to have the personalized experience. So super cool. Interesting. I've never heard of that. I'm going to make a note of that. Yeah, set it up. It's awesome. We can't finish this conversation without you recommending some of your favorite tools. Now, I know the tools are secondary, so let's preface it by saying that. But what are some of your, other than Bonjoro, some of your favorite automation tools? Yeah, I like to keep it really simple. We're certified in both Active Campaign and Infusionsoft. So I'd say one of those two. If you are not using any sort of marketing automation tool, I do think Active Campaign is the way to go. That'll be your sales CRM, your email automation, all of the campaign automation, ability to send email broadcasts. That's like the nucleus, right? Like that's like the core. Little things like Bonjoro or enhancements for sure. A calendaring tool, right? We use Schedule Once. And that gets integrated with Active Campaign, and then some sort of landing page tool. We really like ClickFunnels. It's just super easy to use for almost everybody, and we're able to like give landing page templates to our clients pretty easily. So, with those three things alone, calendar tool, automation tool like Active Campaign, and a landing page tool, like you could literally do almost everything that you need to do to enroll clients and generate sales conversations. So those would be the minimum ones. You can get fancy a little bit later. I really like Sales Message, which is like a SMS text message platform that integrates with all these tools. And we do this manually. So like someone gets on our calendar, we have someone on our team that's like reaching out via text message to confirm that people are going to show up to the call. There are very personalized messages. And we use a tool called Sales Message for that. And so we're reaching out proactively, manually, in a very systematic way before all of it. But 
text messages, I think are great because with all of the stuff that's going on, the distractions we have, everyone's on their phone, whether it be Facebook Messenger, that's why bots are huge, Messenger chat's huge. But text messages, still super amazing, especially for service-based businesses. We've been starting to send out updates to our clients via text message also because they seem to like it more because it keeps them out of going into having to be on Facebook. That's interesting. You mentioned lots of tools there. Where do you think is the threshold where people should start thinking about putting automation into their business? Do you think about it in terms of revenue or maybe number of leads coming into their business or number of clients? No, I'm hard pressed to, and I think this is different. I think I kind of take the opposite stance than most people. I don't believe there's really any too early of a time to start using automation and reap the benefits. In fact, if there's people listening who are like solo artists, solopreneurs, maybe they have a couple contractors, I believe that automation is the best first hire that you can make. You know, what, 200, 300 bucks, even on the high end, like you're never going to find an employee for that amount of money. Like, good luck. And it can do so much for you in duplicating your efforts and saving you time. Now, the caveat to that is if you're just getting started in business and you still have no idea what you sell or who you serve, yeah, it's probably a little bit early. But like if you've been in business and you like have clients and you have some money, there's literally, I see no reason why you shouldn't start installing some of this stuff in your business because. And if you're just ambitious, right? Like if your intention is to grow, while you might only have a handful of clients right now, if you want to sell more, well, why not install a proven sales system using automation first and use some light onboarding? Now you can probably create a better experience for the new clients that you get right out of the gate. So yeah, I don't think it's unless like you just launch your business and you have no clients yet and you don't even know what you deliver or who you're delivering it to, I don't think you can do it too early. All right. Well, thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest. You've given tons and tons of value for all of the people who are now lining up waiting to track you down and stalk you online, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Can I give two? You may, I'll allow it. Cool. So we have a free on-demand training that kind of breaks down how we approached all the stuff that we're talking about, some of the kind of key elements. So that's at system.ly forward slash webinar. It is an automated webinar for your convenience. And if you like what we're talking about, you can schedule a conversation with us as well about automation. But you'll kind of get a gist for a little bit deeper on what we talked about today in that presentation. And then we have a free Facebook group also called the Systemized Business Launchpad, where I just draw my iPad and share stuff all the time about this stuff. So if you have questions and you're really unsure about what platforms to be using or right for you or anything as it relates to automation, it's just a community of service-based businesses trying to create leverage using automation. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Greg. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me too, man. Appreciate it.